the goal of just about every writer I've ever met is to get published. 100%. That's, that's the goal, whether it's a novel or a book of poems, whether it's getting their play published, which means their play can be done in other venues. That's the goal. Like That's kind of the first big hurdle, right? And it's a bigger hurdle than you think. Because it's not just a hurdle of trying to get published. It's a hurdle for mindset. And what I mean by that is, is here's the truth. You as a writer have no control over whether you get published or whether people like you or how much your book sells or if it becomes a classic or if it does this or that. Even if you self-publish, you only have nominal control because that's something external to you. And I think the mindset shift writers have to make is they have to get back to understanding the things that are internal that they can control, not what they can't. Now, now, what do I mean by that, right? What do I mean? Well, it's simple, right? Like, let's take that self-publishing, because I can hear I can hear someone who listens to me, and I kind of have a name in mind, um, telling me, well, Matt, if you self-publish, then you're published. This is true. If you self-publish, then you are published. And that's fine. I mean, look, self-publishing is the same thing as starting a small press. Uh, and, and at its functional level, it's the same thing as starting a small press and publishing your own stuff. I'm not a snob about how you choose to publish your book. That's not what I'm talking about. You choose however you want to go down this path. I have read some chapbooks in poetry that I absolutely love, many of them more than I love large published books of poetry from bigger name poets. And one of my favorite chapbooks was bought about a decade ago. No, God, longer than that. Longer than that, an event in D.C. called Split This Rock. And it was a photocopy job from the local Kinkos. That probably dates me. But, you know, that's the point, right? Like, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with the self-publishing. There's not. But there's a detrimental effect it can have on your mindset when you start going, 37-time self-published writer, published writer, 4,500 books, right? Like, guys, you can't control the publication. I recently spoke to a writer who is, is going through a small neurotic crisis right now. And I get it. I get where it's coming from. It's coming from the fact that this person brags on social media and, and in all circles about being published seven times and having another 20 book ideas. And the problem is he's starting to feel like a fraud because he self-published seven books and they've done okay. I mean, look, guys, the, the reality is selling a book is tough, right? Getting copies of a book sold is hard. That's not just me as a writer. That's me as a business person, right? I think we forget when we when we hear me speak. I think a lot of people forget. I'm not just a writer. I've got an MBA. Like I, I, I work in business development. Like I know the numbers behind this industry. And the harsh reality is the numbers behind the industry is you can write a very good book and make very poor sales. It has to catch. And how that happens is largely a matter of luck. It is. By the way, like a lot of things in the world, largely a matter of luck. I'm sure Bezos did not have the first idea of an online retailer. He just found it at the right time, got lucky, and made the break. And that's legit. Luck is a legit success strategy. Being prepared for luck is legitimate. But anyway, this writer was talking to me. Um, and we vaguely know each other a little bit. And they were going, you know, Matt, I've, I've published seven books and sales are okay. They're not great. 
and I'm just starting to feel like a fraud. Now, why? Well, I'm going to tell you the same thing I told him. I think the problem is that you put your success, you, you put your goals, you focused on shit that is external. You did. You focused on things that are external. I published seven books. Behold, tremble before my seven published volumes. And guys, if you're one of these writers on Twitter or social media who brags about the number of published novels, one, I hope you're laughing at this because it would do you some good to laugh at yourselves just a touch. It does us all a little good. Two, if you're really up in arms about what I'm saying, then seriously consider that social media profile and how clearly, blatantly, obviously thudding me over the head marketing technique it is. Right? Like, it is. It's just like, I publish seven novels. I am awesome! But, but, but why? You know, how did they sell a lot, right? Like, I'm going to go ahead and be honest with you. If you published one novel that sold, like, 75 million copies, yeah, there's a scale by which I can compare you to someone who wrote seven novels, uh, seven books. Not even necessarily novels, because, again, sometimes this is tricky, this is that marketing social media bullshit that I always bitch about. And not just in this, in life in general, right? This is that whole, like, just got done CrossFit workout, check it out, bro. And, like, we go back to our place of internal insecurity. Right, we hype ourselves, we fire our highlight reel out on the internet, and then we're like, oh, God, they'll see through it. Of course they will, because no one's life is that fucking good. Life is hard, guys. But th that's the point, right? Like... If you have one book sell 75 million copies, you're probably better than someone who wrote seven books and only got 2,000 copies sold. In terms of the business, you definitively are. Like, in terms of the business, one of you will probably get another book deal if he comes up with anything. Because 75 million copies of a book is a hell of a lot of copies. It's true. That guy probably goes to a publisher and goes, hey, my last book sold 75 million copies. And they go, well, we'll take a stab at this next one. Right? That, that's just the thing. That's how it works. And that guy had no control over that either. Nobody has control. Here's the point. Writers get obsessed over this shit. We get obsessed over finding agents, and we get obsessed over how many books we've published, and we get obsessed over it hasn't been published yet, and we get obsessed on all this shit. Instead of just focusing on getting up and putting words on fucking paper. I firmly believe you can pro I'm I'm honestly you can't shake this thought from my head. I'm trying to think if there's a way to shake it from my head, but you can't. I firmly believe the general state of the written word, language, and society would be better if writers spent less time worrying about publishing and making fat stacks and models and bottles and sitting on fucking patios relishing their success as a published author. Instead of just sitting the fuck down and doing the work, just sit down and write. And look, that's guys, that's probably got a lot to do with 13 years in the military. Like, it probably does. Because at some point when I was in the military, no one gave a shit how big a, an NCO. Like, I was a sergeant. No one was like, oh, Sergeant Hampton's going to be the biggest sergeant of all time. No, Sergeant Hampton had shit to do. Had a long list of stuff and it had to get done. Right? Like, we get obsessed over this external shit about publishing and success and fame and, and renown because we must be canonized and lorded over. I'm a writer. Look at what I have created. It is my godlike ability to create. Instead of just, like, sitting the fuck down and writing shit daily. You know? 
Look, guys, I know published writers who self-published books or wrote chat books who are fucking brilliant. I shit you not. I've read their books. I think they are brilliant. Some of them are better than I think I am. And that says a lot because I'm a fairly self-confident writer. So to say I think this book is better than shit that I've put out is awesome. It, it really is. Like, good job. You've overwhelmed my ego with, with your work. And that's dope. It really is. That's how you know you've read a great book when you're like, shit, this one's really good. I've also read some books from people that brag about their publication and their position on Amazon bestseller lists and how awesome they are. And look at this great book that are rancid, hot, wet refuse from a dumpster fire. Like they are. And if you're listening to me now and you're offended, you probably wrote one of those books. Like some of them are bad. I don't care how many friends or business colleagues. This is really common in the coaching field, by the way. I don't care how many friends or business colleagues went and blew your ego up with like five-star reviews. I don't. I don't care. It doesn't change the fact that your book was garbage, right? I've read wholesales books that are little more than like reciting Epictetus and going, yes, Stoicism, and Epictetus said this. Chapter two, Epictetus said another thing. Chapter three, Epictetus said another thing. And then fall back on that weak-ass excuse that sometimes it's just in how you reframe things as opposed to sometimes it's just you don't have a damn idea and you repackage someone else's couple thousand-year-old version. I, the point I'm getting at here, this long rant, the whole point is Get away from the external shit and get back to the internal shit. Let go of the shit. There you go. We're going to go with a stoic concept here, right? Let go of everything you can't control. You have no control over your publication. You have no control over, over your sales. You have no control over how the world will remember you after you die. You have very little control, of, if any, over most of these things. What you do have control over is how you sit down at your desk when you write how you work, figuring out your process, trying to write the best piece of work you can, being happy with the product when you send it out to an agent, right? Doing something you actually care about instead of trying to write to the market. See, that's the other thing. That's the tricky one. Because when we write to the market, we think we have some control because we've researched the market and we think it's there. Artists, writers, listen to me real quick. As a business professional who's working in the marketing and biz dev fields outside of being a writer, let me go ahead and tell you this. You do not know how to read the market. Secret confession, I do not know how to read the market. I just can probably make a much better educated guess than you can. If you are looking at things that are selling now and going, I'll write a novel and in a year or two I'll release it and it'll be great, you're ignoring the fact that in two years it will be a different market. That is a harsh reality of the business world that you need to embrace really quickly. And you need to embrace it because you need to understand that you have no control over your publication or anything except the quality of the work that you do. Maybe we should all work on chat books for a while. Maybe that's the idea. Maybe if you're listening to me, work on a chat book. Do it. Just work on a chat book. Just, just get back to that. Maybe I'll do it. I'm kind of tempted to just work on a chat book for a while and be like, screw it, I'm just going to do this little thing here. It's why I'm sticking to short stories right now, because I can just work a short story and, and ignore it and be done. I can focus on the work and not on the like winning at the end. It's true. It's, it's exactly where I'm at. It's where I'm at. It's why I like doing what I like doing. 
So yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, the focus on what you can control, focus on the internal. So we spent like 12 minutes getting to that point with a lot of me ranting and raving. But but again, I kind of just speak from how I feel. And look, I get it, man. If you're looking at writers on... First of all, stop looking at writers on social media. Can we say that now? Look at the ones that you really respect and admire. But like this whole writer networking on everything, and I'm sure I release these things on all my social media channels, so I'm sure there are writers who are unfollowing me on social media right now going, this guy's an asshole. But... Look, man, if all we ever do is try to market our books to each other, then I really don't know that you departing is any better. I've never made a big push on this podcast. I just create it for the sake of creating it. Um, so I can say this without a whole ton of hypocrisy. But, you know, if, if, if all we're doing is like trying to, have you read my book? 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 What kind of book do you like? I'm gonna, like, Good God, no wonder the state of literature can be in turmoil sometimes. We're not talking about anything except for writing fucking books. Not actually living life. God forbid we did that shit and had something to talk about. Instead, we'll just talk about writing books with each other for a thousand hours a day. Uh, pet peeve, my bad. Anyway, here, here's the thing. Do those little things that you can do, the little internal stuff that you can control, right? Therein is the lesson. Focus on what you can control. So I'll give you an example. I'm recording this on Memorial Day. Um, and I'm just recording it on Memorial Day. It's when I got the time to sit down and record. Because I've spent the weekend, my, my girlfriend had five days off, and we spent the weekend doing some house projects. And specifically, because I have an issue. I am easily distracted. Welcome to my life. I am. I'm easily distracted. And so I can get distracted and everything. So we built me a secondary writing office. We did. We built like a little writer's nook, like a writer's retreat, if it will, because it's in the guest bedroom. So I could literally go stay there for an entire night, write, sleep, and be fine. We did. We cleaned things up We because we'd been using that room for some storage. We cleaned some stuff up. We rearranged some furniture around. We, we got a desk. We put a little writing desk in there, you know, made sure we had a chair for it. We got everything kind of taken care of, put a desk lamp up, the whole, the whole deal. We did the whole shebang. Uh, we did. And, and so we did the entire writer's retreat kind of thing this weekend. That was a big deal. And why? Because that's going to help me write because now I have a room. My, my office is a part of, it, it was, I think this would have been a dining room, but it's me and my girlfriend and we don't throw dinner parties. So there's no point to a fucking dining room. So we turned it into a mutual office. Um, and, and it's great. It's awesome. But when we're both here, it's hard for either of us to get work done sometimes. We like each other, you know, we're boyfriend, girlfriend, we kind of love each other. So that creates a lot of own opportunity for distraction. It just is what it is. So we built that. We did. Didn't have a lot of time for a lot of other things. Built that actually came up with an idea for a piece while building that. So that was great. Kind of started thinking about that and noting some things down and everything else. And that's the point, right? That's the point. Like, I did something in service to my writing, something I could control. I can control making me the writer's duck. I didn't sit there and go, oh, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's contemplate publication strategy. I have no control over that. I can control what kind of work that I do. I can control how I set myself up for the work. But I can't control the actions of other people. I had to accept this long ago. It's, it's a classic acceptance problem for most human beings because we think, well, Matt, I have a little control. You don't. Right? You don't. So focus on those internal things. Do that stuff. I want to kind of end this by talking about, I revisited a piece of, of, of wisdom from David Mamet, the, the playwright and screenwriter. I love David Mamet. 
Um, I love David Mamet because Mamet will give you just straight no bullshit advice. He really will. And I love David Mamet because he has advice to young writers where he says, do one thing every day for your art and one thing every day for your business. Because I think a lot of writers don't look at their as their at their art as business. I completely agree with him on that logic, right? Like they don't look at it, this is my art and this is my business. Like make a connection, do a thing, work on your, you know, work on your query letter. Um, you know, whatever. Or or like if you're me and you're kind of involved in entrepreneurial endeavors plus writing, then I kind of do things for my entrepreneurial endeavors and I do things for my writing. Now I'm gonna take this one step further. Do one thing every day for your writing and one thing every day for your business. But your writing does not count for that one thing, right? Make yourself do that little extra thing. Like writing is the bare minimum, right? Like you should be getting up and putting words on a piece of paper. I'm sorry, guys. I know I go back and forth on this a lot with a lot of people. But I'm going to tell you, getting out there and living is super important. Getting out there and seeing things and recording conversations and stuff like that is super important. Riding your bike, reading books, hanging out, having conversations, listening to music, doing a lot of stuff is very important to a writer. However, I'm going to draw a line in the sand and I don't love doing this, but here it is. And this is from my own experience. From my own experiences this past month, you know, getting out of a job and transitioning to other stuff, that stuff's not writing. It's important. It's in service to writing, but at the end of the damn day, it's not writing. How many words do you have to write? Don't care. Do they have to be good? Don't care. But you should sit down and write every day. I don't care. Do six minutes. Do 15 minutes. Do whatever you can do. But sit down and put something to paper every single day. Me working on this writer's nook is not writing. It's it's good. It's going to help. But it's that one thing in service to my writing, right? So what do I do is by one thing, Matt. I don't know. Listen to a podcast. Listen to a record. Take an hour to read. Go for a walk. Go for a bike ride. There's a ton of things that can can create that one thing you do for your art. But do one thing for your art. Do one thing for your business. Make a connection. Talk to somebody. Research something. Whatever that is. I love that advice. And I love that advice because Mamet is bringing it back to kind of the point of what I'm talking about here, which is understanding the internal versus the external, right? What is the stuff I can control? What are the things that I can do? And what is the shit that is beyond me? Right? There is stuff that I can control and there is stuff that I cannot. Well, focus on the stuff that you can. That's it. Focus on the stuff that you can do and do it. Don't worry about the other stuff. Worry about making what you think is good writing. Seriously. Too many writers I know sending these weird timelines like, I will have my novel, my first novel written in six months. Well, I'm going to tell you, you probably won't. You probably won't. They take a long time, man. I'm going to be honest. I've, I'm, I, it probably took a long time, especially in editing and back and forth. You'd be surprised. Spend a lot of time talking to a bunch of novelists who had success and wrote and did all this stuff, and you're going to discover it takes a long time. Do you write the next novel faster? You sure do. But it, it still takes time. It takes time. So just work on writing. Work on writing well. Work on writing something you're happy with and you're proud of. Because here's the reality. The ultimate, the ultimate internal versus external issue. Here it is. You ready for it? You are going to sit down today and say, Matt, you are full of shit. I'm going to keep on my fucking consistent march, and I'm going to go get published. I'm going to do it. I know my publication time. Here it is. And you're going to do whatever it is that's in your plan. You're not 100% happy with it. You're focused on the actions of others. But it's coming, because you're going to wrestle it into submission, and then you're going to go out on the street and get hit by a bus. Didn't see that coming, did you? You're going to go get hit by a bus, and you're going to die. And that's it. 
That's it. The odds are that paper is not getting published posthumously. It might, but let's be honest, the statistics are that it's not going the, 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 the statistics are that it's not going to get published posthumously. So here's the thing I want you thinking about when you're telling me I'm full of shit on the other side of this podcast, as happens. And as you're allowed to do, feel free. I am to a degree. I want you to think about what you're working on and what you're writing. And I want you to decide if you would still be happy with that writing after you died. If you died today, would what you wrote today be fine? Did you live the life today that you wanted to live? Because the reality is, much like you can't control whether you can publish, you also have no idea when the stop time on you is. So here's my, my synopsis for this. Focus on what you can control, not on what you can't. Make what you can control, the writing and the work, something that you love. Instead of obsessing over other shit like, gosh, I need to get published so I can validate myself to random, nameless, faceless people on the internet. That's it. I promise you, writing is going to turn around. And I can say that because I've been there. If that's what you're worried about right now, I've been there. I still battle it. It doesn't ever really go away. So just focus on what you can do. Sit down and do your work. That's it. That's it, everybody. This is this week. Hope you've had an enjoyable Memorial Day weekend. I hope those of you that are remembering someone who sacrificed, uh, yeah, I've known a few too. So we hope everything is good for y'all. And uh, until next time, I'm Matt, just a working writer. And this has been my confession. I'll talk to you next time.